0: Good morning. I want to begin by setting a little bit of a context for our gospel today. So for the last couple weeks we've been hearing from John chapter 6. It's the bread of life discourse. So if you remember two weeks ago it began with Jesus feeding the 5,000. They had the big crowd hearing in the field listening to him preach and all they had was five loaves and two fish. And with that little bit, Jesus was able to perform a miracle to satisfy the hunger of, ev- of everybody who was there. And so, understandably, that impacted the people. So they, they sought Jesus out. They wanted to find out more about this guy to see who he was. And they sought him, and remember last week, they asked for a sign, a sign that he was who he said he was. And Father Mike preached about these signs that we experience in our lives that show us that Jesus is going to provide for us and that he is is who he says he is. Today, we, we get into the heart of the Bread of Life discourse. And most people know it because that's where we get our Eucharistic theology from. But that's not actually where Jesus starts. Next week, we're going to hear more about, you know, my flesh is true food, my blood is true drink. But today, he starts off By really talking about who he is, about the faith of the people, and getting them to really believe that he is God, that he is the divine one who came down from heaven. Because if we really want to understand the Eucharist and really grasp the mystery of the Eucharist, we first have to understand that Jesus is God and that he is the divine one who came down from heaven. Because if, if he is God, then the Eucharist is everything. But if he's not, then, then it's nothing really. And that's kind of what the people are struggling with at the beginning of the reading. They say, how can, how can this man say he's come down from heaven? We know his father and his mother and we, we watched him grow up. It's not that far-fetched of a question. If I, if I stood up here and said, I'm the one who's come down from heaven, you'd say, well, like, you're from Thibodeau. Like we know your father and your mother and we, you, how can you say you've come down from heaven? It's not that, you know, an outrageous of a question to ask. They have a familiarity with Jesus that's preventing them from really grasping the fullness of what he's saying. But everything Jesus says in response to that are are powerful, big statements about who he is, really emphasizing the fact that, no, it is true. He is the one who's come down from heaven. The first thing he says, he tells them to stop murmuring. That reminding us of last week's first reading, if you remember. The people in the desert, they were hungry, and they murmured against God and Moses, and God responded to that by giving them the manna, the bread from heaven. And so in the same way, Jesus, like God did, is responding to these people's murmuring by giving them the true bread from heaven. He says that to believe in him is to have eternal life, and that he's the one who's seen the Father and gives us the grace that draws us into a relationship with him. So statement after statement, Jesus is really hammering home the fact that he is the one that's come down from heaven. And it's only after establishing that, that at the end of the gospel, he he makes the shift to speak about the Eucharist. And it's because he's God, because he's divine, that this this bread that he gives us is so efficacious, that he gives us eternal life. And he says that this bread that he gives for the life of the world is his flesh. Jesus gives us his very body and blood. God gives us himself so that we can have eternal life. So just as 2,000 years ago, Jesus was really with those people in that field... Now, 2,000 years later, and for 2,000-plus years to come, God is really here in the Eucharist. And I don't know I've said that before, and I know we've heard that before, but it's something worth repeating because it's something that's so, so, so important in our faith. No other, this is what makes the Catholic Church what it is. There's no other church that has this. It has God here, present. Like, really, right now. That the bread that we adore is not, it's not bread, it's God Himself. And that's a big deal because God is this all knowing. He's all knowing, all powerful, always present, always acting and working in our world and in our lives. And, and there's nothing, that's just who He is. And there's nothing that can get past Him, surprise Him, catch Him off His guard. He's always working. He makes everything work together for our own good. So God's presence here means something. What does that look like? For me, it looks like as I share with, in baptisms and weddings with families, I know that God is really acting. That as I meet with families for funerals, as I visit sick people in the hospital, that God is really acting. As I'm visiting with people and as as they're sharing with me their joys and their struggles and their sufferings, and maybe like, I don't know what to say in the face of such great suffering. Maybe I feel like I said the wrong thing. Maybe later I remember something that I could have said or should have said but forgot to say. That no matter what it feels like, I know that God is really acting. And that same thing is true in each of the particular situations and realities of your own lives. See, the Eucharist is is a pledge of Jesus, a promise to you and to me that I am still here. I am still with you and I am not leaving you. That's something that's worth repeating over and over and over again, because it's something that we so easily forget. As we, we, in the midst of our own sufferings, in the midst of our own doubts with the faith, in the midst of our own struggles and sadness of life, it's it's something that, it's the first thing to go like that. We lose sight of that truth. And part of the struggle, I think, is coming to terms with the difficult reality that God didn't come into the world to take away suffering. He didn't come to remove it. Because if he did, it would seem like he failed. I think we can all agree that Suffering is part of, and sadness is part of everybody's life. We all have these struggles. But God came to do something bigger than that. He didn't come to take away suffering, but He came to suffer Himself. He came to suffer with us, to enter into those sufferings and doubts and struggles and be there with us in that so that in that place where we might feel most alone, we can know that we're not. He came to take those precise places where we might feel most vulnerable and to be with us in that to transform it, to make it into a place where we can most profoundly encounter him and be with him in that. That's what he desires. Whatever the pain or the doubt or the suffering, he comes to meet us there in that. In the Eucharist, Is God reminding us of that every time we come to Mass, every time we come to pray in the church? I am still here. I am with you. Even and especially when it doesn't feel true. We don't don't just have a faith that's based on feelings. If our faith is rooted in our feelings, then we're going to feel a lot like a, a ship on stormy waters being tossed back and forth by the waves because our feelings come and go. We can look at the Eucharist, We can look at that as our rock, and with the eyes of faith, we can look at the Eucharist and know that God is here, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Even when he feels so far away, we know that he is here, and that ultimately has to be what roots us. The Eucharist has to be why we come to Mass, to see Christ present with us, right here, right now, in our lives. And to receive that spiritual nourishment that we need to continue on this journey, like Elijah in the first reading. He's journeying to the mountain of God, like we are. And that journey is long and difficult and hard. So hard that Elijah prayed for death because it was so hard. But God responded to that by sending the bread of the angels to give him the strength. And the only way that we can all make it together is through the nourishment that we receive From the true bread of life even in the midst of of failures and scandals in the church not while not for a second excusing them we have to acknowledge that if our faith is rooted in anything other than jesus if our faith is rooted in men it's going to ultimately fade and fail away if our church was just a human institution we would have destroyed it a long time ago But the fact of the matter is that we have this divine presence. The church is divine because God really dwells here. And although it's made up of a bunch of fallen people, no matter what happens, we know that that God will triumph and God will provide because he is here. That's the promise he makes to us in the Eucharist. And no matter what happens in our lives and in our world, we know that that is never going to change. And so as we approach this Eucharistic sacrifice today, let's let that be our prayer. For the faith to really believe and and accept that presence, to know that God is here despite all else, despite whatever the feeling, and to have the courage to surrender ourselves and to entrust ourselves to that presence.